Hello, one and all, and welcome to the 160th episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on October 11th, 2021, Indigenous Peoples Day. On the podcast, we have Ryan, I hate Skyrim Holtz. Skyrim's not a good game for everyone, (laughs) and I'm one of those people, and I can recognize that it is a huge accomplishment and a landmark gaming title that has influenced every open world game since without personally enjoying it. But no, I will not go to bat for the fact that Skyrim is bad. Skyrim is not bad. So Skyrim, if you'll bear with me here, might be the Beatles of open world RPG video nope, games. Nope, you lost me already. It's not good. <laughs> it's 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 full of shit. Just said it is good. It, and, wow. But but it is <laughs> very important for uh, for the development of the media along the way down the line. So after I I, I do that, that might be your opinion, but it is not mine at all. No, I speak for Ryan on this one. I th- I think Skyrim is good. Skyrim is a good game that I don't like. So after that's set up, I can no longer say I don't like Skyrim. So I'm going to have to pivot and say, if you're one of those people who's put like 300 hours into Skyrim over like 10 playthroughs, what are you doing? Do you really think that's the best use of your time? There are other games, bud. Just like shaming people for playing a game too much. Yeah, playing Luke, one game too much. Lucas started this out as like a Jacques Hughes, that guy doesn't like Skyrim, let's all point and laugh. No, that but, was my intention. But also, if intention. you like this game, fuck you, you loser. That Are was... there any games that you think do deserve that much playtime and it's fine? Uh, yeah, Fire Emblem any Three Houses. Single game, <laughs> is it just any single game in general is... You should not be sinking that much time into it because there's other games that exist. I can maybe see the argument for uh, MMOs. Stuff with evolving content, stuff where being a part of a community, doing things as a group, kind of creating your own narratives along the way are a part of the appeal. But uh, yeah, I, I just... I've played Skyrim. I've played a good amount of Skyrim. I i just don't get it i don't understand how somebody can be like yeah this is it for me forever what's what's the game you've put the most amount of time into uh like one specific title or if it's a broad Dude. franchise it's pokemon no once one title um the first thing that comes to mind is i probably put a hundred and 40 or so hours into Persona 5 Royal. Wow. Yeah. So you are not... You do not play games very much. No. Like, you you are a a, a breadth... You, you, your quantity of games versus quantity of time in a single game. I don't have your superpower, Ryan. I can't... I can't yeah. stick with one meal too long. I gotta... I gotta change it up. I'm literally the opposite. I play... A few games, a lot. Mm-hmm. That is, that is my thing. I have, I don't even want to know how many hours I have into Minecraft over the course of my life. Ooh. Call of Duty Black Ops One alone, I definitely have at least thirty days, probably more like forty or fifty when you count all game modes. How much, how much time do you guys think you've put into your Madden campaign? I've, I've looked at that a recently. Lot. Yeah, we're, we're like two hundred hours. Yeah, and then. 
That's definitely yeah. the most time I've put into a, a single video game in a long time. You know, back right. in the day when I was in high school and we did all play the same Call of Duty game, like oh, that fuck. that got up there. Not close to what you have done, Ryan. But yeah, a lot, a lot of time. Um, and then it was Battlefield. Even though I was just kind of playing that on my own, I played Battlefield 1 probably like three or 400 hours total. That was your like unwind at the end of the day uh, game at the end of the day game back in college. Yep. Yeah. So that's allowed, but if someone decides to unwind by booting up Skyrim and playing that at the end of the day, that's no that's no bueno. Got to mix it up. I I don't I don't get I, I what keeps people coming back to that game other than well it's Skyrim like. Maybe this time I'll kill Parthenax. I don't know. Like, what, what are you doing? What comes back? What, what makes you come back to Battlefield 1? It's, it's Battlefield. Maybe this time I'll be in the train. <laughs> <laughs> you argue that's even worse. There's even less. Yeah, no, I, w- I would say, like, in Battlefield, you do one thing you, you shoot people in the face. You can do that in a variety of ways. Yeah. But you shoot people in the face. Um, in Skyrim, and even, like, to an extent, like, games like Fallout, like, there's a lot of different storylines that you can play through. You can customize your character to, like, be skilled in different things. You can choose different dialogue options to align yourself with different groups. Hmm. All right. Just not for me. Look, I I don't like Skyrim in particular, but, yeah, like, as someone who plays single games a fuck ton, yeah, no, I... I know what it is, man. There's, I, I call them podcast games. Yeah. Games, games that you can play with a podcast on the background. That's that's the only way that I can actually turn off my brain ever mm-hmm. is when I am fully immersed in something by like clogging every single brain cell up mm-hmm. with tasks, listening to a podcast, playing a game at the same time or whatever it is. Oh. I'll get to it later, but that might have been what uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses was for me towards the end. But uh, oh boy, that's a story game. Uh, it's not a podcast game. <laughs> Games with storylines and stuff are not great for that. We'll get there. But before we get there, I have to introduce a man who was mere seconds away from putting a helmet on, walking out onto the field, and telling Mason Crosby... I got this one. Andrew Clark. Yeah, Andrew the Iron Leg Clark, they called me. Yeah. Known for my uh, prowess kicking in football, a sport that I have definitely played before. <laughs> that was uh, that was a weird game. <laughs> it was very weird also like my viewing experience with that game was super weird because i watched the first half of the game then i had to leave and drive uh to a different town to pick someone up and when i got there i had missed most of the third quarter but then we sat down and watched the fourth quarter together and we're like oh, okay we'll watch the fourth quarter and then we'll leave to go do this thing we're gonna do we watched the fourth quarter and it went into overtime and then we're like, okay, well, we have to leave now. So we put the game on the radio and listened to overtime on the radio. And then when I got back, I went, I had taped the game. And then I rewatched all the parts that I had missed. Yeah. 
How much did they sell just how bad that Joe Burrow interception was, oh, like, on the radio? God. Like, I don't. I think I would have been shocked was, if I didn't it, see that live. It was uh, similar to, because then I watched, when I, I watched overtime uh, mm-hmm. once I got back as well. It was right. kind of similar to the call on TV. It's just like, I don't know where he was throwing it to. Like, obviously, like, uh, I think it was Tyler Boyd. You know, there was some miscommunication there, but... He never cut back, and he just threw it to no one, and Devondre Campbell was the only one in the area, and he just, yeah, took it. No, that's your answer. He threw it to Devondre Campbell. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know where he was throwing it, Jim. (laughs) Jim. Jim. But then the, uh, all the missed kicks on the radio. It was so Mm -hmm. fucking good. I mean, obviously, the three missed kicks in a row to end the fourth quarter were just baffling, but then... The three more missed kicks in overtime, or sorry, no, the two more missed kicks two, in overtime, more, yeah. and then one, one made kick. Like those, it was it was so fucking funny to listen to. Someone has put a plane of glass between the goalposts, and no one can get the ball through. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. Have you? And Larry McCarran going, uh, I don't know. The uh. <laughs> The Fox broadcasters, the commentary, they kind of jinxed it. They kind they of kept set trying up. to jinx Mason Crosby oh, yeah. on purpose. You saw, um, you saw the first half, so you know. Mm-hmm. Like they kept purposely, like jokingly, bringing up the fact that he had made mm-hmm. twenty-five, then twenty-six, then twenty-seven field goals in a row mm-hmm. without. Uh, Will he ever miss? miss? Yeah, yeah. And they, but they they would like. It was it was what's his name? It was Jonathan Vilma was trying to like get Kenny Albert to say the stat on the graphic, and Kenny Albert's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't make the graphic. I don't want to say it, like knowing that it would probably jinx him. And yeah, they just kept doing tongue in cheek references like that, and it was like, yeah, something's gonna happen. Mm. And yeah, definitely some weird shit going on with the wind and everything like that. Like the fact that their kicker fucking celebrated yeah. his miss, and then for like but, not like just. Ah, oh, it no, was for a while. like 10 full seconds of, I just won the game. I'm getting laid tonight. This is the best <laughs> moment of my life. What? <laughs> what? He like even yeah. pointed like, no, like you saw it. It went in. Like you can't do this like, to me. A professional kicker definitely knows when it's good. Yeah. And Mason Crosby also 100% seemed pretty shell shocked with, with a couple of his misses where he was just like, I don't understand like how how did that one miss like usually with kickers you'll see them miss wide left and then they'll overcorrect and go wide right but like he just kept missing left and then mclaughlin kept missing left which granted you know maybe mclaughlin was trying to overcompensate basically like just trying to do the or mcpherson was that his mcpherson Uh, yeah mcpherson yeah yeah. he was he was trying to overcompensate maybe like you got to imagine a rookie kicker Watching a dude who's been doing it for almost as long as anybody with all gray hair mm-hmm. just be completely unable to put it through. That's got to fuck with you. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. um, I did. I got to do the opposite of whatever he's doing. Fuck, so if he can miss, miss I can miss. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and also his 57 yarder, like, come on. Nah, that's yeah. a coin toss. You, you can't count on your kicker to make that no, one. That's a, that's and, a very yeah. long And he still though. fucking doinked it. Like, his, his misses were literally mm-hmm. hair breaths away crosby's misses were a little bit mm-hmm. farther i did say worse during his um like post-game press conference uh i'm like damn 
Mason Crosby had jet black hair at the beginning of this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a weird one. I'm glad he got to kick the the game winner and honestly like Lucas was there. I was I was advocating for us going on fourth down. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But then like thinking about it, yeah, it was a really smart coaching move to, to try to give him because if you if you don't back. Yeah. If you don't, you basically kind of have to cut him. Like, yeah. You basically have to move You're saying, on I don't trust that you're going to make a field goal yeah. to win the game. And if it doesn't come back you're... to bite you in this game later, if you don't get another, exactly. if you don't get a touchdown and have to kick it, it's going to come back to bite you at some point. I... You're shooting the confidence down. And like after he missed his game winner, the, the Bengals kicker, off the, off the flag, I was like, <laughs> look, honestly, I don't know if we deserve to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> I might be cool. Like, look, three and two, we'll be fine. Like, we'll, I, granted, we got a rough schedule coming up, but like, we'll be all right probably. Like, if we lose, we lose. Mm-hmm. So, I it, it was it was definitely the right move to kick there. I you know this is easy to say after the fact, but supposedly Crosby was like, "No, I got this now. Like, put me in, coach. I can do this." Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he said. Yeah, that I was going to say right as well. Like Aaron Rodgers said, he went to Mo Drayton, the special teams coordinator, and said, "Is he, is he going to make it?" He's like, "Hell yeah, he's going to make it." But <laughs> how how many times do you think he said, "Hell yeah, he's going to make it"? Because <laughs> there was four misses. He probably said, "Yeah, he's going to make it," yeah. and was wrong four times. Right. Well, After the extra point, he definitely like didn't say anything because that's just a fluke, yeah. random shit. After the second one, you know he was definitely reassuring someone that he was going to make the next one. And then definitely after the third one. And then definitely after the fourth one. Yeah. So at least three times he was promising that he'd make the next one. Also, it does nothing but lower team morale if LaFleur uh, comes out as saying... No, yeah, in the moment I was like, well, there's no fucking way he's going to do this. Or Kicker's yeah. a piece of shit now. Yeah, but like, no. oh, he proved me wrong. The so only guy that can do like... that is Urban Meyer, apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. Trevor Lawrence. Oh. Yeah, no. We... Is he going to go back to Ohio? No. No, he'll go to USC. Ah. If, if they'll have him. <laughs> yeah. USC might not even take him at this point. He might be pretty toxic. Urban Meyer's but... shit now. <laughs> Always was. Yeah. No, we made some bad decisions too. Don't want to put it all on Crosby, just to put a bow on it. Like the Packers kicking on third was some fucking dumb shit. And then the Bengals running the ball on third down twice to set up the game winning field goal was also dumb. Like they had no reason to not try to convert both of those third downs and instead took basically a guaranteed field goal because it was third and long and they decided to run. Yeah. So both teams kind of put their kickers in eh positions and yeah clearly some shit went on right so look the fact that we got to watch a cool game and get out of there with the win (laughs) i feel spoiled and both my fantasy teams won and the badgers won like this is the first time that's happened all year for me right (laughs) (laughs) last year that happened all the time the brewers lost today back and oh did they lose again i don't know i wasn't watching they lost today and they lost we're done huh we, How you feeling, Lucas? I thought the Brewers were going to win the World Series this year. <laughs> this was their year, right? Still time. We're 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 one game away from elimination. We're basically Wait, guaranteed five elimination games. in this series. It's a five-game series. Yeah. Oh, they're up to first one. three. Okay. Yeah. No, we're 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 right against we're backs against the wall right now, and this is the divisional. This is where we perform and best. We're guaranteed to meet the best team in the NL be it the Dodgers or the Giants, like, they're playing each other right now. 
and they're both like kind of the one and two or one a one b so believe we can't beat the braves i believe wisconsin can get the turkey we can do it boy man Giannis dropped a 50 piece in the nba finals <laughs> we shouldn't be able to ask for more than that but yeah like i i want i do want it all we, it's gonna uh, have to be enough. We are gluttonous. Jair Alexander is probably out for the year, and the Brewers are down two one in the divisional. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis single handedly delivering us a championship is just gonna have to be enough. I want it. Um, last but not least on the podcast uh, is me, Lucas Derider, a man who is technically unemployed today, but uh, tomorrow I start. A cool new job doing exactly what I was doing before, but with more money, better health insurance, and 401k matching. Oh yeah, also, um, I have Lucas's social security number and um, driver's license on my phone. So, if anyone wants to take Lucas's identity, I will sell it to the highest bidder. Have fucking fun with that, gang. You try dealing with this shit. You try being me. Good luck. When they steal your identity, you realize they don't literally take on your identity. They they don't, like, suddenly uh, have problems with anxiety and then, like, are, you know, shit like that, whatever you got going on. Like, they don't absorb all that stuff. They just take your money. (laughs) And they they use your credit information to get loans. Nope, full package. Yeah, no, it'd be nice if it worked that way. That we, although I don't know if you'd want to swap identities with someone who's stealing identities. I imagine they're not not living well, doing great themselves. Like grass is always might, greener. Might be a down trade. The grass is always greener. Then you can start stealing identities. It's like it follows, yeah. but <laughs> with yeah, no, Lucas fraud. intentionally gets his identity stolen by an identity thief, so that he can then have access to the world's network of identities. He can become yeah. anyone he wants at that point. Right now, he's not an identity thief. Lucas can't take the identity of George Clooney. Oh, but if he becomes an identity amount. thief, he can do that if he wants. Yeah. There's only like 20 identity thieves <laughs> at any given time. So when you take the mantle, when you give up the mantle of identity thief. Yeah, it's like the Dread yeah, that, that, Roberts. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's the law of thermodynamics. You can't create new identity thieves. You have to... When you get rid of one, you add a new one to replace it. Somebody get the fucking looper people on the line. I feel like there's a screenplay here. I picture it's going to be like the game of life where, like, you get to draw two people and you have to choose between the two of them which person's identity you want. And just like, oh, well, this guy's a doctor, but he is, like, 54 and, like, single. Like, mm, that's kind of sketchy. Isn't... Isn't that a drama series that's coming out this year where it's like one guy and it's, what if he became a cop? What if he was a doctor instead? What if he was a bum? It's called Ordinary Joe. Ah. No, it's not a bum. (laughs) What's the, what's the, some other third thing? He's like a musician or something. Yeah, he's a world famous musician. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And they're like, which one's best? The one where he's literally got everything that he ever dreamed of, but like, boy he wonders what it'd be like on the other side uh where he's like a cop who's like single and like kind of a loser or where he's like a nurse and he's getting a divorce 
Which of these three is so? Does the best like one? each episode feature like several minutes from each life, and that's it? Or yeah, like... it's like Game of Thrones, okay. but it's all the same too. <laughs> I think they are wildly overestimating what American audiences are able or willing to keep track. That's a of. lot of bandwidth. Like yeah. I've seen the pilot, and they do like try to really make it obvious. Like I think he gets shot in one, so he's in like a sling. And then in another one, I think he's always wears glasses in the nurse one. Like they really, <laughs> they really have to put markers. Yeah, it's in like a for thes- like, nah, all right, it's like a thespian you know actor who's is. doing multiple parts, and they have to wear garish clothing to distinguish themselves. Right. Also, in the cop one, he really does want to be a musician. Like, that's oh like my so god! <laughs> yeah, like he's he he literally is singing piano man in a cop bar. Like for all of his cop buddies, and they're like, and like they're all like singing along with the line, like, "What are you doing here? You should be a world famous." Why the musician. fuck are you a cop? Why is yeah. this one of the it, stories? And then it cuts to him being a world famous musician, and it's kind of like, yeah, wait, why isn't this just the show? Right? Why isn't the show just about this dude who took a chance and became a musician? So I'm gonna give them credit for doing something that sounds fairly original in american mainstream television but it doesn't sound like it works it's it's not bad like yeah right. it's 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 this is us meets the uh, fucking i don't know groundhog day whatever they, there's characters that recur somehow like the butterfly effect doesn't apply to this universe like yeah. even though him becoming a world famous musician would have gargantuan mm-hmm. like uh consequences to the timeline like the worlds would be massively different because of like all the stuff that would change based on this opinion being or this decision being made uh but like yeah in the nurse one uh he saves this politician who like they tried to assassinate him's life and then in the cop one he saves that politician's life because he's and the musician one he saves that politician's life (laughs) And in the musician one, I think he assassinates the pilot. The politician. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the pilot, uh, they set up the fact that it got delayed. The politicians rally where he is going to be like an attempted assassination because he's going to play for that politician's fundraiser. Like he's the talent who got booked. But then he was like, oh, no, I've got a last second conflict. So they push it back a week. So it's like mm, maybe in a week he'll get shot and die and <laughs> then he won't know what to do no the, the assassin kills some other random politician because they didn't get <laughs> to assassinate <laughs> that one yeah. oh man he was right it is the same this, assassin uh, a burgeoning congressman but instead they just shot the president <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it is yeah there should be huge effects that are like make the worlds completely different places because the farther back you go in like timeline type shit yeah the the more shit gets fucked up like if we went back 500 years humanity might literally just not exist or like be a multi-planet species right now like the, the the effects of one small decision are huge and not in this show yeah, yeah it no. would be like it's it's it's, it's the, like he's got just a timeline generator it's the utopia you know like society of drake stop making music like that that kind of thing 
<laughs> if Drake would have stopped making music 10 years ago. <laughs> this is the world. Mm-hmm. This is how Earth would look. So right now, No Comma Doubt is the uh, only only title contender. And yeah, I'm rooting for it. I think we can do better, but that's on the short list as we head into News of the Week. Sora from Kingdom Hearts is the final Smash Ultimate fighter. Yay, I win my bet with Ian that it it's not going to be Master Chief. No, well, oh, okay, it was be Master, Master Chief. Chief. Yeah, Ian was big on Master Chief. Master Chief is a me costume fighter. It's not the same. Thing. I thought it was Doom Guy wow. was the me costume fighter. Oh wait, no, I'm mistaken. Yeah, no, no it's I, not Master Chief. Those, I would have definitely. Those, put, those are the same in my head. I would have definitely put money on Doom Guy over Master Chief. Also, Andrew, I want to take a second to thank you for calling him Doom Guy and not fucking Doom Slayer or whatever the Doom these Marine. Lords yeah. are trying to make happen. No, he's a guy. He's, he's Doom, Doom guy. guy. I'm just Doom. <laughs> I'm John just Doom. Doom. <laughs> not John Doom, just Doom. Doom? You gotta kill these demons, Doom. Doom. <laughs> but boss, it's date night. <laughs> Doom and his boss, they're two unlikely companions. <laughs> Doom shoots the demons and the boss nags. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. like it. I, I just, I didn't think it would be Master Chief. No. And I am vindicated. I think I was told that, no, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Master Chief. I... It was a long, long time ago. We were roommates then. Mm. But, uh, yes, we did have that bet. Six months ago. Way more than that. Oh. Like when, oh. Like, when the first DLC oh, Smash characters okay. were dropping. And, I was just, and he was just like, oh my god, I think it's going to be Master Chief. And I was like, it's not going to be Master Chief. And then they started actually like doing some very non-Nintendo type properties. And I yeah. was like, oh, I mean, look, maybe I'm wrong. And then, nah. Hmm. Vindicated. Vindication! Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, I... Sora's got a big key. Yeah, it's also, it uses it as a sword, so... Wow, what a unique <laughs> concept for a Smash character. Fuck, fuck you to everyone who didn't want any more anime sword fighters. You yeah, get the say, most anime sword yeah, fighter. spiky-haired J- JRPG sword fighter guy. <laughs> but this time, he's friends with Mickey Mouse. Uh, d- mm-mm, 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 nope. He is not legally not friends with Mickey Mouse, what? or Donald, or Goofy. Um, what? There, there's a, a pretty iconic piece of art in the game that has like Sora's other anime-looking friends in the background, and then also Mickey, uh, Donald, and Goofy. And then in Smash Bros, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy aren't in that artwork anymore. Hmm. So they somehow were able to get the license to the Kingdom Hearts character. But, like, didn't have anything to do with Disney, even though it's technically a Disney game. Correct. Cool. I think this is confirmation that Disney is working on their own version of Nick Smash Ooh. Brawl or whatever the Nickelodeon game is. It's kind of the, like, the likely next step. Just like Elsa fighting, I don't know, Bart Simpson. I you know, That does bring up an interesting point of... Yeah, this this Sora news was so big that I didn't realize that the uh, Nickelodeon Smash clone came out the day the announcement happened. Just because Sora drowned out 
that Smash game entirely. They did that on purpose. I'm positive oh, I'm sure. they did that on purpose. I mean, Nintendo also leaked the, the roster for the Nickelodeon game so that yeah. Nick couldn't do it. I, it's a little tinfoil hat, but I'd I buy it. I'm pretty sure it was confirmed. Oh, fuck. How did Nintendo get access to the roster? Uh, it's published on Switch. So, like, they got yeah. the copy of, like, the game descriptors. Yeah. That'd be pretty fucking dastardly. Right. Uh, speaking of... What was that? Speaking of some dastardly <laughs> shit, the biggest Twitch hack of all time happened, revealing everything from top streamer payouts to the platform source code. How much is Hassan making? Role makes... Critical Role makes $10 million a year. Jesus Christ, Critical Fuck. Role. I, you wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't, yeah, I would not have guessed Critical Role makes that much fucking money off of Twitch, like, sales. That's mm-hmm. obviously, like, nothing off-platform yep. is counted in that, fucking which is fucking wild. T-shirt sales, ad partnerships, yeah. Yeah, all that shit. Fuck. I think, what was the son? Was he, like, $3 million or something? He was up there. Right, right, but that was known already like if he was buying yeah. an la no house, he publishes right? his yeah. subscriber figures so and and he doesn't have any alternative income sources unlike every other twitch streamer so yeah like he he literally has all he's the only one that in theory shouldn't be mm-hmm. affected by it but all the normies are obviously right exposed they don't know what a subscriber count is and have no idea how much money he was making until now uh i think women were a surprisingly small percentage of the top earners so it's not surprising hot tub meta maybe not the best strat after all they're not like top earners but they all make like six figures fair like you'll take six figures to lounge around in a hot tub and talk right now in fact yeah somebody make me an offer exactly but yeah they're not in that top top tier because men are fucking sexist assholes and yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. like quote-unquote serious female gamers are yeah not gonna get as much attention for the quote-unquote right reasons i don't know pokimane was up there no go for pokimane obviously no and what's her name who's the who's the the <laughs> the real sexual one uh it, it's, it's something mouth it's right not- it's not, no. Am? Oh, wait. Amaranth? Am, Am, Amaranth. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Although she just yeah. got banned for no reason, or without explanation, apparently. Let me be <laughs> very clear on that. <laughs> that was a good correction. Without explanation. <laughs> no I'm pretty reason. sure there's a reason. <laughs> Although she's going to be fine. She'll, she'll do all right. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Uh, yeah, little, that was a great correction. A little peek behind the curtain. Definitely a reason. Whether or not it was a legitimate reason, who's to say? Yeah. But there was a very specific reason that she got banned. Yeah, there's like a site up, right? It's like twitchearnings.io. Um, they they made it into like a like it's the point, like that's a game. Hmm. Ah, fuck, what is it? No, no, I'm upset. Anyway, ah. I'll look for it. You guys find that. Cool. Uh, next up, Blizzard removes suggestive lines of dialogue from World of Warcraft. Has this has this made people forget that Activision Blizzard is currently being sued by the state of California and the feds for rampant sexual harassment in the workplace? Did this do uh, it? It made me forget. <laughs> oh. Yeah, meeting with Activision Blizzard uh, regarding how to get people to forget <laughs> about the fact that Activision Blizzard is being sued by the state of California and the federal government for rampant sexual harassment in their workplace. Is it 
removing suggestive lines of dialogue. <laughs> you see, for a minute there, you had me. But then when like you got to dialogue, I remembered that Activision Blizzard is being sued by the state of California and the federal government for rampant sexual harassment in the workplace. Is it a massively online multiplayer game? Gentlemen, we need to be accountable. We need to take responsibility for what we've done. We need a new cookie. Ooh, it's a cookie. Oh, man. How are we going to get people to forget about all this shit that we're doing still and being sued for and everything we're doing to cover up the fact that we're doing that? What if we make a sequel to Overwatch? Ooh, ooh, that one's close. I got an idea. What if we just say we're going to make a sequel to Overwatch? We don't have to do it. We just have to say we are. The Brit... The PR is still that, like, this is the last season competitive Overwatch or uh, Overwatch League, I guess, is going to be on the base game. So I guess they're confident they can get something out next year, but I'm skeptical and definitely not going to buy it, even if they do. So whatever. Nah. Hmm? Nah. Uh, the Japanese war crime denying composer of the Dragon Quest franchise has died. Damn. No. Rip to a real. <laughs> okay, so like, I was in I, I I was I was in a Discord server. Uh, somebody had posted that like their friend had just passed away. This is when the Facebook outage was happening. So like it. That was, like, the first thing they saw after Facebook went back up. And, like, they, I don't, yeah, kind of saying, like, oh, hey, Facebook finally came back up. What's new? Oh, my friend died. Like, one of those kind of things. And then somebody immediately replied with Rip. Am I so irony poisoned that, like, <laughs> nobody says Rip, nobody says R.I.P. genuinely anymore? Yeah, like, it's, it is. It's like putting an F. Yeah. In the chat. Yeah. It is, yeah. It, it is definitely still used unironically but yeah they have to be olds or just not anywhere close to our social group right like there are still people our age that use facebook unironically that are there it's a certain group of person Uh, you know what i'm talking about Um, the people who went we went to high school with who are still in our hometown you mean yeah those kinds of people they would say rip but like unironically they don't know what deep fried memes are, Lucas, and that's we're so many light years behind that shit at this point. <laughs> yeah. Online discourse, however funny, is always leading to our eventual doom. Like it's just it's so beyond the pale. That is a spectacular transition into this next story. Kotaku published an article about how Metroid Dread uh, is already is already running on emulation platforms and sites, and that upset a bunch of people for some reason. Tell us about it, because I don't get it. So, I think a lot of people took this as Kotaku promoting piracy. I think this, a lot of people read this in bad faith as, wow, Kotaku is telling people to pirate this 
already super successful video game, and I just... Even buying into that line of argument, like... People were were I didn't see anybody bring up, like, wow, it's shitty that somebody emulated this game. That's not what people were saying. They were saying, wow, it's shitty that Kotaku would write about people emulating this game. And I don't get it. I, I don't... I don't understand how people can be mad about this, period. What's going on? Touch grass, I guess. It's my only reaction to this one. Uh, These are the same types of people that have played 300 hours of Skyrim. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. You aimed so low. I think that was part of it for 300 hours. It's like, boy. That's a lot of gamers, man. There's a lot of people with 300 hours uh, in the Skyrim. Have you seen, like, the amount of time that people put into, like, fucking CSGO? Yeah. 300 yeah, hours in Skyrim I, is nothing. That is a walk in the park, my dude. It's not a walk in the park, Mark. Yeah, that's just not how I engage with, with that kind of media. That's a me thing. That's totally fine. Because I also would not really play a game that takes a hundred hours to beat and then play it again. (laughs) So like they're different enough experiences that I don't think you're going to lump those together. I might have 300 hours between the two of them, but like no individual property is there. Which, which Pokemon do you have the most hours in? Ooh. Um, I probably bummed around a lot in fire red as a kid. So that one. Kid kid is a bit of a cheat code. Right. Mm-hmm. Kids will rewatch the same movies literally dozens of times. We've all been there. Like, do you think you got 300 hours in Fire Red? Mm, probably. There you go. Yeah. I'd argue that's a less in-depth game than Skyrim. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I heard you talking about this doing a Nuzlocke be... in a game recently, and that's... Yeah, you did. That's very much along the same vein of, I'm going to play the same game, but this time I'm going to join up with the Stormcloaks. Well, Nuzlocke You're is, adding uh, additional like, restrictions. Almost weirder. I'm yeah. going to play with the Stormcloaks like, and not and use magic. Never, yeah. <laughs> never heal. Never die. Yeah. Just a video not- game... Oh, no, not, not a video game donkey. Like a Doug Doug thing. Like, I'm going to play Skyrim, but every time I die, I have to spin a punishment wheel. Or woolly mammoths pop into the sky. I think we'd have fun with the Nuzlocke. Uh, yeah, maybe once Quarantine Cast winds down, if that ever happens. I don't know. Look at that. It's on the docket. I... I... I would be concerned about this if we didn't already have a lot of those out there. Like, was it Hoonie Pop? I think was one of them. Oh, that's true. Uh, we, we've 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 proposed playthroughs before, and they've never come up before. So, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not as concerned anymore. Come on, come no. on. One 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 Saturday night, the, the 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 partners are busy doing something else. Get the guys together. Play some Pokemon, watch our children die. It'll be great. Watch our children die. Yeah, what? Yeah. No, our, our Pokemon. Oh. Can we name? Paint. No, in a Nuzlocke, they die. The idea is that they're dead, and then you, you release them. kick them out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Can you release your starters in Pokemon? You can release any Pokemon so long as you have uh, one Pokemon in your active party. Got it. And yeah. if you get down to that, the idea is that if you have one Pokemon in your active party and that one faints, it's game over, right? And you start from the beginning? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Easy money. Then you just fucking lose. Like a loser. Yeah, this would just lead to me doing the tank thing. Like, some people would be like, I gotta be really particular about my strategy. I'd be like, oh, I'll just use the same Pokemon all game long and it'll be fine. Unless they bite it, then you're fucked. Yeah. I don't think they will. And uh, you gotta plan with the strategy of not even considering the possibility of failure. You are landing on... Uh, what, what's the Pokemon Island? What is it? There's a bunch. Uh, like what? What? Kanto. Yeah, Jodo. you're landing on Kanto, and then you're immediately burning your boat. Yeah. You can't go That's back. How you do it. Ryan going all in on the firstborn son. Like this yeah. is you. Your siblings all are in shit. On uh, oh boy, that is going to lead to trouble. Uh, we can plan Didn't. it. Out. We can plan <laughs> it out. I did an accidental nuzlocke on Pokemon Gold. In that he never fainted, even against a rollout. And I remember everyone saying, this is such a big, difficult challenge. And being like, I don't even remember that gym. (laughs) Oh, wait, she had a big cow. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Netflix has suspended a trans employee that was critical of Dave Chappelle's new comedy special on the platform in which the comedian makes jokes about the trans community and cancel culture. Yeah. Netflix is been great about this situation mm-hmm. shit's fucked and their ceo came out and said like yeah no it's it's not a it's not hate <laughs> like that's what he said he was like it's risky but it's not hate <laughs> you guys need to calm down i don't think it crosses a line that's what that's, matters i don't think it crosses me. a line I'm Ted Sarandos, <laughs> CEO of Netflix, and uh, you know what? Calm the fuck down, everyone else. <laughs> I'm white and male. Definitely not trans. Maybe lighten up a little, kids. I don't know. It's because of the shit that they did with Dave Chappelle. They went so hard to back him right. because he was basically like saying, if you work with um, Viacom CBS like our professional relationship is dead so that he could like regain some ownership of Chappelle show mm-hmm. and Netflix backed him so hard that you know, they're kind of fucking, they're locked in they're they're, they're pretty tight and uh, ride or die down for a long-term deal and he's pretty lucrative for them so yeah they are in a pretty awkward position right now but yeah. I I haven't seen the special although I, it's my understanding he opens by saying if this is what being canceled is like, I love being canceled. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the point. Yeah. You're not canceled, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> you literally are on the biggest platform in the world right now. Everyone watches you. You are the opposite of canceled. You are you are doing so well. You you have so much power and social clout that like people are willing to burn bridges in the corporate world to have your content like i every single person between the age of like 34 and 48 
listens to your shit as gospel. Yes, he was definitely the little guy at one point in his career, almost certainly. But now, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld was at some point in his career the little guy trying to make it in the world of comedy. He's not anymore. Words of power. Yeah. Netflix is also like pretty notorious for being this way with their employees. Like they do, I can't remember their exact phrasing. Um, they require all stars. Like that's what their oh. their hiring managers are tasked with finding quote unquote all stars. And they do yearly performance <laughs> reviews where your manager is basically like told 100, is this person 100% like an all star? Like, the best person at their position in the industry and like if not all right we will lay them off give them a severance package and find another person to try to find that all-star like they're they, this is kind of their corporate culture like people are very much just pitted against each other trying to, to be yeah the absolute most efficient corporate like people in the world and if they're not then mm, they uh get rid of them it's like how getting a four-star review so, on Uber <laughs> gets your ass fucking yeah. canned. So exactly, I, I, this expression is going to totally hold. But so then Netflix is paying all of their employees the league maximum. They are. Oh well, okay then. Ne- Netflix pays. I mean, <laughs> not the healthiest culture to have, but all right, at least they're executing on the other end of that promise. They one hundred percent are notorious for vastly overpaying every single employee <laughs> like that is that is the thing they do and give them a fuck ton of benefits they're, they're like yeah they're trying to execute a meritocracy with you know without realizing the human toll that that can have i guess or maybe realizing it and not giving a shit yeah. you know is what it is i oh so they're like cycling out their ceos too yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ted Sarandos is totally not the original CEO of Netflix. <laughs> Reed Hastings is totally not still the majority shareholder that uh, was literally the founder of Netflix. I want someone to do a performance review and see if they're an all-star. I think Ted Sarandos just botched being an all-star earlier today <laughs> when he said that. So, yeah, I think Ted Sarandos might be in trouble. We'll find out. I... <sighs> it's frustrating it's frustrating and it shouldn't be the culture anywhere that you can't be critical of the place you are working without without fearing that any kind of public expression of disappointment with your employer won't result in punishment that is that is every single like part of corporate culture though anywhere you go like if you aren't agreeing 100% with how things are being done. You just, you're not a team player. You're bringing it yeah. down. You, you're discouraging positive work environments. You're, you're the problem. Yeah. It's a sliding scale with how much companies will put up with that though. That's fair. Yeah. Netflix, Netflix and Disney are both pretty low notorious for having zero tolerance for that sort of thing. So, Andrew, do you think we can squeeze uh, 
uh, enough vitriol into the next eight minutes to cover this next one. Oh yeah. Oh well. It's What's a, up? It's a What's short. It's a short piece. We don't get into it too long. Um. Short but sweet, Sonata. This is. Uh, John Gruden is a racist, as we all could have guessed, but didn't really have any proof of. Yeah. <laughs> Four years into their John Gruden hatred, Andrew and Lucas have a legitimate reason to hate John Gruden. I. Okay, I think is paid too much money is a fair reason to hate somebody. I wow. think being annoying and being bad at your job is a fair reason to hate someone. Getting paid too much as, a, as an individual human being. Not liking that is a little weird, I'll say. But, yeah, like, being annoying, I guess. I hate Jeff Bezos for no other fact than he makes too much money. He's not an individual human being. Jeff Bezos is a fucking capitalist monopolist (laughs) who literally forces people out of the industry. Of their own free will, the Raiders decided to give John Gruden a bunch of money. And he, what, was he supposed to say no, that's too much money? Like, that literally sets precedent for other coaches in the NFL to also get more money. Like, it is bad if he Yeah, plus he knew he was eventually going to get fired from ESPN for being a racist. He had to take this job. (laughs) Yeah, he's a bad person. We now know this. It took four years for you guys to finally have a reason but I feel like you're gonna rewrite history. I definitely, we always I definitely read the vibes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I said that to I said that to Jade like 48 hours before this shit came out. I'm like, man, John Gruden. I need that in John, writing. I, I need that in writing. You saying to Jade, I think John Gruden's racist. 48 hours before all this stuff. Came yeah, it's because he was talking about how much he likes Hunter Renfro. I'm like, mm, that makes me feel like he's racist. He's uh, he's a bad person. We know this. But I feel like you guys are going to get into some revisionist history like the Allies and the Nazis in World War II where you're going to be like, we were just, we were fighting to free the concentration camps. And it's we like, didn't. you barely knew they existed yeah. when you guys got into the war. Like, yeah, you can pretend that's why. But we all know that was just a healthy coincidence I- that makes you feel better after the fact. Okay, okay. So I getting back to not... Getting back to the actual story and not just our spin on it, uh, John Gruden, uh, it came out that in 2011, he sent an email where um, uh, he referred to, uh, I think it is the NFL... Player Association uh, president. Player Association, um, an executive director, uh, Maurice. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah. Uh, Morris. Or All right. However. Morris Smith, uh, who is a black man. Uh, John Gruden sent an email saying, quote, Dumb Boris Smith. Terrific start. Straight Trump. Yeah. Like, just ahead of his time. <laughs> just really not even creative name calling. Uh, has lips the size of Michelin tires. It's bad. Fucking God. Fuck you, John Gruden. Um, once this came to light recently in the wall street journal uh he tried to walk it back by saying i would like he meant that he had rubber lips which is an expression for calling someone a liar which reeks of a pr person finding a yeah it's like i uh, you got we, six hours find me 
something. It doesn't matter how stupid it is. Find me some sort of different meaning here. Uh, and now John Gruden is out saying, quote, I do not have a racial bone in my body. Which just is what racists <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. yeah. every you, time. If you, did you listen to like the whole thing like where people were asking the questions? Every single time he's like, um, I'm not going to answer those questions anymore. Like I... Like I think it, I think it's pretty obvious I'm not a racist. Just <laughs> like shit like that. There's not a racist. I'm a hundred. I'm def, there's a hundred percent not a racist, and I take pride in the fact that I lead people together. So I'm not a racist, obviously. I like to consider myself a man of faith, and there's a drive to deep left center by Castellanos, <laughs> and that'll make it a four nothing ball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that shit's it's it's so dumb. I don't know how no one ever picks up on the fact that like maybe I should use different language because <laughs> using the exact phrase "I don't have a racist bone in my body" is what every single other person who is accused of being a racist yeah, says. Exactly. You can say anything if someone. Yeah, you can say I'm not a racist human being. And that's going to play a lot better than I I don't have a racist bone in my body. It's a very specific phrase that only racists use to defend themselves. But regardless of how you phrase it, like, just, it doesn't matter. You can say Mm -hmm. anything. Hey, man, there's not a socialist bone in my body. Like, hey, guy, there's not a racist. I'm not a racist. Oh, God. Yeah, it's okay. Just, yeah, you can say anything. No, like, we're really good at this. John Gruden could say, yeah, no, like, we're, we're really good at uh, not turning the ball over. <laughs> I don't know. That's the, that's the insanity defense, right? No. You are damned if you do, damned if you don't in this situation. <laughs> saying that you're not a racist is only going to make you seem more racist. And saying nothing is, yeah, going to definitely make you seem like a racist. Just not responding at all. So yeah, like he is fucked, but like reasonably yeah. so. The they caught him in 4K. Like he, this isn't some hearsay thing. But this he, is a straight. But up he email. didn't even do like, you know, the regular PR thing that you do when you're caught like doing something super shitty, where you go like, oh man, I acknowledge that my actions, you know, could have offended people and I am deeply sorry. I'll I'm working on bettering myself. Shit like that. Yeah, like, nope. In this situation, I, I think he's too beyond the yeah. If he admits that that was about race and not his like thinly veiled, no, I was calling him a liar. Like he's fucked. He doesn't That's too too fucking racist, man. That that no, comment I, is I way I too agree, racist but like normally like, when I, I that's just it's not ex- what mm. I expected him to do. It's not to that level is what I'm saying normally. When people say, I don't think that way anymore. Like I'm working on myself. I'm working on becoming a better person. They're not that bad, the comments that they originally made. Or they can at least pretend right. they were like a joke. Or it, and this one you kind of can't. And we got to switch. Or even fucking, that defense also only works if like, oh, I think we're getting kicked. Yeah. That's how much vitriol we have about John Gruden, folks. Couldn't fit it in in 10 minutes. Um, Yeah, that defense also only works if, like, John Gruden was 17 when he said that stuff or something like that. This was well, okay. 2011. Dude, John, he was 50. I want 50. to clarify. That defense never works. Like, it's, it's never, like, true. Like, who's, 
Who's pitching for the Milwaukee Brewers in this series against the Atlanta Braves? Oh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. true. Who's a beloved pitcher who's single-handedly carried the Brewers to be one of the best teams in the National League? What's that guy? What's his name? What'd he say on Twitter? He was pretty bad. I think, it was, I think he had some N-bombs in there. Uh, I, think, I think he had some F-bombs everywhere. I, I, mm. That defense absolutely works in the public eye. Sure, with some people, yeah. they're going to remember it forever and never forgive that person. But like to pretend that Brewers fans haven't totally embraced Josh Hader as just a great person that everyone loves and really good at baseball is uh, missing that one. Yeah, I but I don't uh, like John Gruden. So. <laughs> oh, Josh Hader is good for my team, so I like I forgive Josh Hader. I mean, Josh... No, Josh Hader was 15 and 16. And, like, yeah, regardless of how you feel about whether that, like, absolves him of guilt, like, it is 100% different than a 50-year-old man yeah. who's... Um, like prominent person in this sport insulting the black labor relations uh or not labor uh, labor union leader right. <laughs> like it's just completely different than some edgy teen being a fucking moron and exposing the fact that they're remarkably ignorant and racist mm-hmm. at the time that they were in their teens which is yeah it informs the fact that they might still absolutely be that way. And they're going to have to take a lot of steps to repair it. But when you're in your fifties already saying that stuff, yeah, that's who you are. Like you're done. (laughs) You, you can, you can stop being in this position of privilege and power at this point. That's so let's, let's wrap this up with what's going to happen to John Gruden. Nothing. They'll have a morality clause, and if he does get fired, he won't get any of his money, so you can at least then stop being upset about that. But yeah, there's a good chance he won't get yeah, fired. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he's going to. I, I think there's very little chance that he does, unless, like, I think they said that there are, like, tons of emails that John Gruden had sent that are yeah. being looked at, and he also said some stuff about Roger Goodell, which might have, like... No, he said that. John Gruden came out and said, I also said things about Robert Roger Goodell. I, he's not black, and I didn't like him either. So, like, yeah, and hey, I didn't say anything about his fairy ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like, that's literally his best defense at this point is like, look, I just hate a lot of people, and I'm like, racist to everyone. I'm not a bad person. John Gruden. John Gruden quickly emailing the Raiders IT department. Uh, is there any way you can yeah. forge an email to say that I, ha- John, John Gruden, uh, fucking Roger Goodell had lips the size of Michelin tires? It's just the thing I always say. It's like my catchphrase. I've always said it. It's like when I said I'm out of night football. Man, you're talking about them being good against the run. You got lips the size of rubber tires. <laughs> Uh, it's my famous catchphrase you've all heard it (laughs) (laughs) you joke but like yeah that would be the smoking gun that would kind of absolve him as just a fucking dumbass (laughs) like (laughs) like i i yeah he's he's absolutely guilty i'm 100 that is a lame-ass excuse right but at the same time like yeah if he was like if some other tweet did come out of him saying that this white guy has lips the size of Michelin tires, I would be like, God, he is such a fucking dumbass moron who like <laughs> does say stupid, meaningless shit all the time. Yeah. And like, 
yeah, still probably a racist because he's a white man in his late fifties. <laughs> but like, <sighs> yeah, fuck. All right, That's great. and that will take us into the breakouts. Um, I got two, but before that, Andrew, have you played any more of Deathloop? No, I still haven't gotten around to Deathloop. Uh, I'm going to okay. have to formally request uh, a break from Madden, Ryan, because I, I need more time to play <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima so that I can finish it and then play Deathloop. You haven't requested it in the past, and we've yeah, we've been sitting at week two for a while. So yeah, request granted. Oh. Slash, you could simulate your season. <laughs> How's Ghost of Tsushima treating you? It's good. It is really good. Like a lot of huh. my um, gripes that I had with how they handled like certain characters and their stories has kind of worked out over time. Or there, it's really it's told in weird ways of like you can continuously come back and then do like another stage in that character's story and learn more mm-hmm. about them. Instead of it just being one, like, two-hour-long mission. But, like, it's fun. It's different. I just got I, done with just the coolest fucking side mission. Where... So, in part of the story, like, the Straw Hat Ronin... Who yeah. are, like, organized by your, like, ex-best friend. They, okay. they betray you and side up with the Mongols. And so... Then, like, along with the Mongol enemies that you've been fighting this time and getting used to, there's just hardcore Ronin walking around that are really fucking tough. And mm-hmm. they fight like you. They, they fight like samurai. And I found a, like, a musician who tells, like, legends and ghost stories and shit. And he's like, yo, this fucking demon Ronin guy just came up to me. He came back. I thought he was dead years ago, but he's a demon. Came back, granted special demon powers that make him never tired. And he had been part of this Ronin group, and they kicked him out for being too bloodthirsty. But now that they're a bunch of traitors, they welcomed him back. And so now you have to beat his five Ronin underlings across the map that you like encounter randomly duel them and they're all really tough duels and then once you're done with them you can go find him and duel him and then take his armor that lets you never run out of stamina is that it was, it is was that really the cool. better armor that you've been seeking out no. this entire time no oh, okay. oh. i did oh, no. i did fully upgrade that like legendary armor that i found and it did make it actually really good so uh, that does sound phenomenally cool. That is some good samurai bullshit. Um, and I guess my last question on the game is... You kind of hinted before that maybe the game is, like, pointing out some issues with, like, samurai culture. Uh, specifically, y- y- the main character's uncle in the game is just a dick no matter what you do. And he is way in the samurai Kool-Aid. Does, does it get into any more of that? Because, like... I, I know samurai have been uh, turned into figures of myth in both global culture and some concerning ways in Japanese culture when they were really just kind of 
cops in feudal Japan uh, yeah. doesn't get it any more of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, they're, they're kind of just the enforcers of keeping the the feudal system the way that it is. And they, they do bring that up a lot of, like... Okay. Um, yeah, your, your uncle put down a rebellion and, like, burned all of our crops and killed all of our elders and shit. Um, like that, I don't, I don't know if they really get into super hardcore details there, but like we've been living in, in squalor and, Mm -hmm. and we, uh, you know, fucking hate him. And now he's asking for our help because he says it's our duty as his like underlings. Fuck him. Fuck you (laughs) doing that shit. We don't like the Mongols, but your uncle like killed every man in my family. Like that, that kind of shit. So I don't really care about you. Okay. And then. Yeah, like the, the like the original ally that you have at the at the start of the game who saved your life. It's like, yeah, no, I I grew up in the area that your uncle put down in the rebellion, and he never really gave a shit about us. And now he's calling me a, a loser because I'm a thief, and I saved your life. <laughs> and he's saying that like he's not gonna help me out until I help him out more, because it's my duty, because that's what I'm honor driven to do. I don't really give a shit about his idea of honor. What the fuck. Who the fuck is this guy coming in here calling me a piece of shit? Wow. Okay. No, that's that's great. Cool. And I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, yeah, as I kind of teed up at the beginning of this podcast, I finished the Black Eagles route of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Pretty good. Fun time. Um, it... It nails the aesthetics of revolution in a way that is really saccharine and just satisfying of, yeah, we killed the oppressive dragon pope. Now the Zoomers are in charge and we got some new rules. Rule number one, the straits are on thin ice. Rule number two, shut the fuck up, boomers. Rule number three, we're going to be a bisexual polycure and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, that's all fun. That's all. (laughs) Yeah, that's all. I don't know. Like, why can't we do this in in the real world kind of thing? But yeah, I I still wish this got uh, further into the nitty gritty of what overthrowing a centuries-long system of governance actually looks like. Uh, but, I don't know, that's just kind of my preference. Um, and also, I increasingly dislike how the Fire Emblem games have embraced branching narrative paths where, yeah, I beat Fire Emblem Three Houses, but I haven't really beat Fire Emblem Three Houses until I play the other four story campaigns, which will probably total a another 120 hours into this game much of that being retreading on stuff that i've already seen and no i can't do it i i can't do that um yeah 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 i it's it's still good fantasy bullshit but also the previous game in the Fire Emblem series, which I think was a remake, uh, Fire Emblem Shadows of Valentia, 
was also really good fantasy bullshit and not uh like 200 hours long like to experience everything jesus christ and that maybe that was even better fantasy bullshit now that i think about it maybe that with its storyline of yeah these dragon gods that we that that taught us about fire and we thought were immortal turns out they aren't really and now in their dementia addled state are causing a lot of problems for everybody that was maybe a better storyline than what's in fire emblem three houses but i don't know i guess that one had less waifus so it's less popular i don't know ryan what are you checking out um uh, how long has it been i'm trying to think of what i want um <laughs> Been watching Ted Lasso. Oh, had a season finale, so I'm catching up on uh, that show. Finally, I'm almost done with season two, uh, but didn't quite get there before this podcast. And it's really good, still delightful. Huh. Maybe a little bit not as compelling as the first season because of the lack of like a true antagonistic force. Yeah, I've heard that criticism. It's kind of like episodic. Every single episode has a new antagonistic force working against the main characters instead of like an overarching you know person pulling the strings and kind of fighting against them i don't know i mean poor mental health can just be an antagonist that's fine i thought not really though not like every episode like sometimes it's like oh the relationship like struggles in a relationship sometimes it's literally football related sometimes it's like though the the power dynamics of leaders and you know just like yeah i don't know it's not quite as compelling but it's still fun and like definitely good and i don't know i expected her ex-husband to kind of be the bad for this season the guy the former owner of the team right was going to kind of like be set up as the big bad now that she was like aligned with ted and the gang Mm -hmm. and eh, not really so yeah we'll see yeah but yeah it's been fun and then otherwise what i think it's about it y'all saw that they caught the zodiac killer right potentially yeah, p- Wait, what? potentially yeah it okay we didn't talk about that i meant to put that in the planning time but i was looking through to make sure i didn't forget anything uh, and, some yeah. like cold case investigators that were doing like an independent investigation into the zodiac killer identified a guy that they kind of fingered as a very likely suspect and then they found a bunch of like photos and evidence from those crimes in his like in his property he's he died a few years ago so he's he's no longer alive to defend himself or more likely face his crimes but yeah like i i haven't seen it but the what people are saying is that yeah they had like polaroids from the crime scenes and shit he also has, there, yeah, there's pictures of him with, like, the scars that the Zodiac Killer, like, famously had in his bedroom. And, yeah, like, they seem pretty convinced. The FBI is kind of like, eh, we're not quite sure. They're like, okay, well, we have his DNA. Test it against the Zodiac Killer's DNA. And, like, we should be good to go here. Yeah. And I, I think it's still waiting on some of that type of his stuff. His name was, like, um... I think it was a Gary White or something. Uh, it was, what's it called? Um, 
Fuck, wait, where, I lost it. Just it was... generic name? Yeah, I mean, it was very, like, non-assuming name. I don't know if you thought his name would be Beelzebub. Um, yeah. I, with how much Zodiac Killer has been built up, that'd be a good narrative. Uh, narrative. I think CNN doesn't isn't publishing the guy's name that they i mean that i could understand uh, they don't do that with killers a lot to help not aggrandize them but maybe a little different He's zodiac killers the zodiac yeah, killer, right. like the most aggrandized killer of all time it's too late for that I, one when was the last time zodiac killer killed somebody oh it was super late he stopped right um gary francis post, post. okay gary post Any, anyway there this guy an energy vampire yeah exactly <laughs> Um, this old man had been tagged in several photos throughout, like, the 2010s with this random, like, much younger guy. Like, a guy looked like he was maybe, like, 40 or 50, just hanging out with him. Like, this guy knew Gary Post and would pose for photos with him, like, giving him, like, a big old hug or something. And it says, here with my good friend, you know, tagged Gary Post. Um, always great to hang out with him zodiac question mark (laughs) and and he did this like half a dozen times he's just like oh man in 2018 when he died here's a photo of the last time i was able to hang out with gary gonna miss you zodiac what (laughs) like whoa whoa what yeah zodiac killer was actually only officially active for two years Mm -hmm. 1968 and 1969 so yeah, it was it was a spree yeah. more than anything potentially. Using look, if he's smart enough, if it's really Gary Post who has like basically no real like criminal activity in his background, then yeah, this dude definitely had the ability Hide to like other crimes, evade mm-hmm. police, and yeah, like just operate under a different mo and not have the crimes be linked. And like, I yeah. think part of i didn't i really wish i would have read more about this but i think also one of the things that this group that is fingering him as the zodiac killer like also proposed was that they linked him to another crime like they, they linked him to another murder that was not associated with the zodiac killer but i don't remember anything about what they said about it very weird i hope new information comes to light i I hope the Zodiac Killer didn't just turn out to be a Jack the Ripper situation. What That'd is, be disappointing for everybody. What do you mean a, a Jack the Ripper situation? Like, not real. Jack the Ripper was absolutely real. He may, like Maybe not like every single one of the killings was actually done by the same person, but at least several thought, of them definitely were. I thought the whole Jack the Ripper thing was that this was... London paper at the time trying to sensationalize the murder of prostitutes and create a figure around it rather than discuss the issue of, yeah, there are a lot of dudes out there who will just beat women to death. The, the, those women were not beaten to death. They were, like, harvested. <laughs> the, the Jack the Ripper situations were famous because they had, like, their organs removed. Jack the Ripper real. <laughs> Jack the Ripper real. What a Google. Zero color. 
background murders investigation. Nah, okay. You know what? I might be in the yeah, wrong I, on I this th- one. I definitely thought that yeah, he yeah. was real, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where it's like it's an old thing, old... and the cops. It's it's the it's a John Mulaney bit. Yeah. The, ah, we got a pool of the killer's blood over in the other hallway. Gross. <laughs> Mop it up. Now back to my hunch. Like, there's no fucking shit. Sherlock was made up as like a fantasy. Mm, like, man, wouldn't it be cool if cops like, knew how to solve crimes? What if, we, what if we could actually solve crimes? That'd be cool, right? Yeah. Um, and then since we're still technically in the breakouts, uh, I beat Delta Rune Chapter Two. A fun game. I enjoyed it. Undertale, but like with. Toby Fox having the experience of making Undertale behind him, uh, which is to say, yeah, enjoyed it. All of the criticisms I have against Undertale are still valid in Delta Room Chapter 2, but parts I liked are really fun. It's a weird, authentic game, and I dig that, and I just wish that there didn't have to be a fucked up, what if you killed everyone edgelord storyline in this game for me to not engage with because that sounds awful to me but then i feel like i'm missing out on half the content i don't want to kill these people but i do (laughs) uh and then i'm like two hours into metroid dread and enjoying it so far do they explain what happens to samus's bones when they turn into a ball i have yet to get the morph ball Mm. yeah Looking forward to that though. I got, okay. I, I I got the power to f- charge up Samus's arm cannon, uh, and then I killed a weird lizard alien dinosaur, and now Samus now she can turn invisible too. Cool. So that's neat. Yeah. And that'll take us into the group chat. Andrew, how much more Squid Game have you watched? None. How? Yeah. how? Um, because Jade and I were going to watch it together. And after the first episode, Jade's like, I don't know if I want to watch it anymore. I'm like, cool, I'll watch it on my own. And then before I was able to, she's like, actually, I want to watch it together again. Like, I, I do want to watch it. So don't watch it without me. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, hey, you want to watch Squid Game tonight? You know what? I'm actually not really feeling Squid Game. Next time you get a chance, go Watch it without me. You know what? Yeah. No, all my all my relatives are watching it. I'm gonna watch it again. It's just that's a pass from me, dog. Uh, if, if, if Angel pulled that once, just like eh, go ahead without me. Uh, that, that's unrevocable. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm enjoying it, and right? I, yeah, I, I. It sounded like you kind of enjoyed the. First I did. Episode, I. But, it was yeah. very stressful and like tense, but I, I liked it. Yeah. If I'm looking forward to more content, and someone gives me the green light to watch more content. They're they're not gonna be able to take that one back. I, I it, man. When I, after the first episode of Squid Game, my entire life revolved around how do I get these nine episodes in as quickly as possible. I don't know how you've been cold turkey for a week. Some binge. I'm shit. a man of principles. Yeah, Andrew's like opposed to binge culture. He's 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 built different. 
Every, every drink is a sipping drink to Andrew. Yeah. You joke, but yeah. Huh. We can talk about the Battlefield 2042 yeah. beta. Yeah. That shit glitchy. This shit should have a seizure warning. It is it is really really bad visually. I mean not I let me rephrase that. It is really bad in terms of like thing like things glitching in and out of frame and lighting flashing and things shaking around. If you get motion sick or like actually do have problems with seizures, it probably caused a problem. Yeah. But very fun. I I really enjoyed it. Some shit they need to work I, out, but it was fun. No, yeah, I it the new way they're doing classes and then weapon customization is fantastic in my humble opinion uh i know we've only had the one map in the demo orbital but it is incredibly well designed in a way that i'm an idiot who doesn't know game design super well but even i can tell man this is this is well done this is fun and convenient and intuitive it, it's great it's great on every level i the biggest thing that i need fixed 100 percent, assuming that they're going to fix it which once again they haven't admitted that this is necessarily a problem is that everyone looks the exact mm-hmm. same yeah there's no way to distinguish i mean of what team technically you, there's like red that and blue like something they might be about fixing. their name yeah. yeah they need they need to change that no, but like their outfits I know. and the physical appearance, because there was only four characters available, and I think they're going to what twelve? Yeah, there's gonna be twelve heroes or whatever. Um, yeah, everyone just looks the exact same, and definitely when some of the characters became more meta than others, it's mm-hmm. just like no, it, you see either a bunch of old German grandmas running around, yeah. or a bunch of yeah, like skinny Canadian twinks running around. <laughs> it's it was kind of eh after a while. Like, I think they also... 10 out of 10 game filled with Canadian twinks. <laughs> I, do, I also think they need to do something to help distinguish between, like, friends and foes. I just... Right. I don't think it was... If, if, I don't think it was very... It's just the subtle cues. Like, the... Like, just having them have different outfits and stuff. Like, different factions. Yeah, that that's, that, that's what I mean. Like, allows them just different make, make them lighter or darker or a slight hue of red or blue or green or whatever fucking uniform that organization is wearing. Just change it a little bit. Um, I, I don't like what they're doing with classes though. I think, really? I think part of battlefield has always been the idea that like, Ooh, you got to have teamwork and you got to have a, you know, basically a division of labor that helps optimize the team. And instead it's just everyone is anything. So, There'll, there'll probably be some things tweaked around with that to make gadgets and stuff different, but I never really figured out why there were still classes. Like there's an assault package and a support class or a support package. Those those packages are just like default, like get you started, yeah, and then you can totally oh, okay. customize them. Yeah, I, the difference in having like different people was yeah, just the inherent abilities. Like the grappling right. hook or the med which, gun. Which or is the fine, turret. but like, like maybe you yeah. want to be a medic guy with a grappling hook and have the grappling hook and you have one other gadget and it's, you know, one of five medic things or an engineer with a grappling hook, you know? Like, I just, I think there needs to be more deviation between classes. Wait, so you well, want, don't you kind of want less deviation? Yeah. You want, 
the grappling hook guy to be able to be a medic like no i'm saying is, they can i think that's i'm the saying point, that you can that still don't. use those characters and have their innate abilities and gadgets and stuff but if but like they're that's arbitrary i know but i'm saying that there needs to be like more di- it's not more you're just okay trading. then sure then you're, then you're i want to trade i want i want classes yeah, you, back. Just, you just don't like this new thing you don't want more like diversity or less diversity you just want instead of having uh, i want gear battlefield to everyone <laughs> no instead I, of having gear available to everyone you want the grappling hook available to everyone like it's just yeah my, trading one for another my counterpoint really my counterpoint to you andrew was going to be i think the abilities of each class are going to be distinct enough that they do feel impactful once the full game rolls out but it kind of sounds like you just want to be able to have all the abilities you want no, rolled no, into one, no, no, which it's is li- literally the opposite. Because right now you can have oh, any smart. gadgets that you want other than the ones that are specific to... I know. And you class. just want the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I want four classes. You just want the opposite of what we currently have. <laughs> yeah. Me and Lucas are saying like, eh, we kind of like the fact that like you have to choose between a grappling gun and uh, a turret and you're saying i don't want to choose between the grappling gun and the turret i want to choose between an explosive and a, a health pit yeah. or a pack like i mean that's not different though you realize that like that's just your personal I want it preference to be that's not actually changing what's old what's you new what? should be old <laughs> you know what for me personally i will say the fact that you can uh, revive squad mates now regardless of class that's what's going to get me to check out other classes in the full game because previously i was rolling straight healer all the time but now that i can bring up now that i can bring up you assholes like yeah it's fine also i don't know if this was a glitch one way or another but like my understanding of it was you can bring up your squad mates but that's it but then when you play as the healer character you can bring up anybody and i definitely played as the non-healer characters a couple of different times where i was also able to bring up other team members that weren't in the squad and i don't know why i mean we never played with a full squad it's possible that it was the fourth no it was blue we did but you were yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know i never had that well we'll figure it out um but then, yeah, I, I imagine this is coming, but uh, this game definitely needs, uh, if not a kill cam, at least to highlight the person that killed you. They like, do that. Mm, like, in previous games, there was an actual outline around them. I in oh, a, a couple of times in the demo, it's like, oh, wow, I just died. Like, camera pans a little bit. I, what killed me? Ooh. There's nothing there. That's definitely a glitch from right. the beta being not finished and apparently a few months old. Uh, also, too many flares. Co- choppers. Flares? Choppers have too many flares. I don't know, man. I, I played as a chopper, and it was fucking yeah. rough out there. <laughs> you definitely only get two, I think. No, I think you get uh, one, and then it like reloads over time. No, there But you it's go. like pretty slow. If you blow your load and then someone else takes aim at you, you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, it, for me, it felt pretty rough as when I was... Tr- I'm, I'm going to try to be yeah. a, an effective pilot. I love flying in video games. It's one of my favorite things. But, boy, the learning curve seems real steep. Like, I really uh, felt so remarkably ineffective. You saw me in our game where it was uh, we had the full squad with Brady. And I was... I was trying to drop you guys off at B 
and then like circle around and provide support. And I would always just end up like, well, I'm going down and just jump out and not, somehow not die in the fiery explosion. But like, yeah. yeah, not being able to use the helicopter at all effectively. So uh, where are we at as a podcast? What is our opinion of vehicles auto regening health? Yeah, that shit's lame. Mm. Fuck that. I think that's that's the you should have. Yeah, a there and it tool. doesn't yeah. it doesn't seem like there is a repair tool or there definitely wasn't. Right, there is. In, oh, in the beta, I did not see it. No. Huh. Yep. No, it was alongside the AA gun that you couldn't. Find. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally in that same yeah, category. But, but like, what's the point tool? in like auto regens health? It it's, it doesn't regen that fast. It's, well, it's like a medic. the heal gun. That yeah, you know, yeah. you it's the same concept. Regen faster. They let you regen automatically, but it's slower. And if you want to go faster, here's the tool for it. And yeah, I kind of agree. I think it makes the repair tool and the medic as a whole less effective. The fact that it regens yeah so fast. Um, but that's something they can very easily tweak. Like right. the timing of regen health on vehicles and people is something easily fixable. And I worry about some of the things. Right that I had more of a big issue with not or, being as easy. Or even if it just takes longer for it to kick in. So a vehicle can still be taken out somewhat easily in like a rush of people kitted to take out a vehicle and not that, oh yeah, I survived with like 10 HP because I started reviving health in the middle of being attacked. Like that. Yeah. yeah. There are I ways mean, around it. When I discovered the LMG, the fucking armor-piercing rounds, ooh... <laughs> That shit was gold. Like just being able to take the take down aircraft and shit by shooting it. Like that's that's pretty awesome. That 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 was one of my biggest complaints with Battlefield One is that if you did not have a launcher, you were just dead if a yeah. tank came up. Like there was literally no recourse. It didn't do a lot, but it's something. And like the fact that it can't just sit there and bully you, yep. it has to be a little bit strategic because you are going to be draining like, you know. 30 points of health per 100 round magazine like that's not nothing you know they do have to consider that that's that was kind of fun and yeah i did get a quintuple kill on top of the movie <laughs> by shooting down one of the one of the avenger helicopters oh. or whatever which is pretty fucking lit with those so, yeah we're hooked i do do you think that they're going to make it so that you have to reload when you swap ammo types because that was a thing people were complaining about and i started taking advantage of that mm -hmm. a lot when i started using the lmg yeah. Is just Switch. swapping to another ammo type instead of reloading because the reload's like ten seconds long. Uh, do you think that like that was just a beta thing and they'll make it so that if you swap ammo types, it like reloads like kind of in the old battlefields? Mm. They should, I think. I mean, <laughs> I think that's that's the one thing that like they should add an extra animation on, like the. Yeah. The rest of the plus system... Getting into vehicles and stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm cool right. with no animation. Like the, the rest of the plus system, even like with the you know scopes being put on and the grips and all that shit, totally fine. I thought it was really... It was like a mini animation. You well, like put yeah, the gun but away and it does it that for up. switching the ammo type too. Yeah, but like, exactly. For that, that's think... the one thing because otherwise, yeah, you just, you just double the size of your magazine. <laughs> I think that anything that we enjoy or that is to our specific benefit should remain in the game and anything that we don't enjoy or isn't to our benefit uh, should be removed. I was getting the movement down so hard. Like, I, I can tell that I'm going to be pretty good. Like, this this yeah. does cross Call of Duty with Battlefield. Yeah. And, like, yeah, this I was good at Battlefield 1 because, like, we kind of knew how to work together as a team and play strategically 
and I'm good at Call of Duty because I kind of know how to like move around and shoot and stuff like that. And so like pulling this together, it does feel like by the end of that beta, I was fucking you. You missed my my grand finale, Andrew. I I was I, I think I had the second most caps on top of like twenty six kills and just like absolutely cr- like it, was, it felt like holy shit, this is clicking already. Like day four, and I'm like I'm I'm doing all these slide cancels around, and people are like struggling to hit me as I'm like lighting them up and it was like oh this is this is coming together and i guess at the end of the so. day yep this new battlefield game is doing the battlefield thing of intentional or not i can walk away from playing it playing a couple of matches with at least one super fucking cool moment yeah whether that's ryan being genuinely good at the game or me serpentining around an attack <laughs> jet that's chasing me just and then just gives on a four-wheeler yeah. A little tiny four-wheeler as the chopper... The chopper's not high. No. The chopper's, like, behind you. It's almost scraping the ground, just, like, fucking yeah, No, a, a man ass. with, like, a giant scar across his face with a Russian <laughs> accent was like, hey, 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 now is where you die, <laughs> Mr. Bond, and then shot everywhere around <laughs> you as you Tokyo drifted <laughs> around a fucking rocket ship that was about to take off. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's some it, it's it's really does deliver all the people that are hating on it i do wonder if they like appreciated the you know it's not battlefield anymore like that the what? it's like a registered trademark at this point the only in battlefield thing right. and yeah it delivers what? on those moments for sure what, what what do you want do you want it to be battlefield hardline because nobody wants it to be battlefield hardline except you bud get out of here people want battlefield three or four part two that's then it's just not gonna happen like tastes have changed <laughs> call of duty can't release black ops one again yeah like as much as people like me would love it they literally can't do that like, i'm sorry we're not 16 anymore stop making yeah, it everyone's that, and that's gonna be a huge yeah. part of it right <laughs> like, nostalgia you were the place that you were in your life when these things came out is gonna be a lot more important than the things themselves yeah and Hopefully Andrew can admit that with the classes. <laughs> no, but in general, I do agree with you. I do think that like locking gear to certain classes would be cool. I hope that they leave it where there's guns. Yeah. Everyone oh, gets okay. all the guns. I like that. Yeah. And like if they just made it so that like maybe only like medic or support type classes can use health packs or maybe only engineer type classes can use rocket launchers. I wouldn't be that upset. But like I do like the fact that any character can use any gun. Yeah. That's that's cool for me because that was kind of frustrating sometimes in the old in Battlefield One in particular, where it's just like, oh, I really really like this LMG, I, but support is not nearly as effective as medic. So and then once you start adding, really use it. And then once you start adding achievements or unlocks on, uh, yeah, unlocks on top of that, I that could be frustrating if you're chasing something, but. You can only play as a specific class to get that, and maybe that's not conducive to what your team needs right now. It, I'm I'm seeing a lot of arguments in favor of all guns all the time, but uh, yeah. Also, the grappling hook so fucking lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was my other thing. Is like Ian and Brady had never played before when we were doing our our, our four man squad session, and I felt I did feel a little bit like a god, just like rolling like driving up rolling up immediately pulling out my grappling hook shooting up onto the roof of a so i could provide overwatch over like the three choke points that i know the enemies are going to come from i was like ah (laughs) i've learned a lot in these last few days this is pretty wild 
So that was kind of cool. Immediate progress and being able to like understand it. I'm going to learn a lot more once the game fully rolls out, but... Until then, this has been Voluntary Reviewing, episode 160, which will probably either be titled No, Comma, Doubt, or Filled with Canadian Twinks. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok for highlight clips. Support us through Patreon, enjoying the likes of the terrific Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and sensual Richard Nixon. Or you can support us directly through the Anchor Podcast platform. Regardless, check out the description for a link to Act Blue and help a collection of great progressive causes. Email us your questions and business opportunities, voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for updates at v2 underscore podcast. And follow me at Lucas DeWriter on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing. Brand new week ahead of us, everyone. Good luck with it. <laughs>